Here we are, Maureen. <laughs> Here we hello. are. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to episode seven of Droughtlander, the podcast with uh, Maureen Younger. I'm Maureen Younger. Hello. And Jen Brister. That is me. And we are back here to discuss episodes 12 and 13. And, and 14 and 14. Oh, and 14. I beg your pardon. 12, 13, 14. Because 15, 14. 16, for obvious reasons, we're going to do separately. We're going to do those separately. But 12, 13 and 14 are, are the episodes we're discussing here today in a completely different location, Maureen. <laughs> than we did the last one. Good. So, so much has happened between in our lives between the last episode and this episode. <laughs> We don't want to get into it, but I have at least had a glass of water to clear my really obnoxiously croaky throat that you had to stomach in the last episode. It's cleared. Can you hear that? That's it's amazing. If I'd known that's all it all it was, you know, going to take, I would have I would have done it sooner. So, episode twelve, we are in Lollybroch, or as you like to call it. Yes, I I said Lollybroch in the last. <laughs> it was clearly a typo. I've written Lollybroch. I actually think what happened was. Is that my word document went? I think you've made an error there, and what you want to say is lollybroch. Well, that well-known that English paper, word. That paperclip was wrong. Okay, and this is basically an episode of what life <coughs> would be like if nothing actually happened to them. If they were just left alone in lollybroch. In lollybroch, it would have been a very boring series, but they would have been much happier, basically. Yeah, here's a little snippet of what life could have been like if they didn't have a horrific. Uh, uh, time of it and um, being in constant danger but anyway so Jamie now knows Claire's uh, from the future they arrive back in Lolly <laughs> Lollybroch Lollybroch it's, 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 it's not just me is it it and, is catching and Jamie of course is haunted by memories of his past and also we find out that Dougal has told him that his sister has had a bastard by Randall which obviously Jamie's not too happy about yeah so he turns up and sees a little boy cute little cute, lad cute little boy cute little lad playing around it's called Jamie. And it's called Jamie. And uh, obviously Claire goes over to this little boy, you know, benignly. Hello, little boy. Cute little what's it. Starts chit-chatting. Jamie goes berserk. Well, the sister comes out. Oh, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Visibly so. I have to say, she's a very good... I, I like the character of Jenny. And so she's played very well by the actress. And uh, and she says, oh, this is, your, this is little Jamie. I've named him after you. And then Jamie goes livid. Oh yeah, like he thinks oh, it's a reproach. Is this right? Is it not? Is it not? He's like, have I not suffered enough from this guy that you have to name this bastard after him? And she's like, what are you on about? And she gets really annoyed, and she stands up to him. They're both very stubborn, and he goes, well, you know, it's bad enough you, you know, you had one bastard because of me, and now you've got another bastard. Whose kid is this? And then round the corner, who should happen to come? Ian, who's Jamie's oldest friend. Ja Jamie's oldest friend, Ian, with one leg. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. Yes, and he goes, it's mine. And it turns out that Jenny, <coughs> turns out that Jenny has married Ian and both children are his and she did not have a bastard by Randall. But Jamie, being the big lad that he is, apologises to well, his Well, he sister. doesn't really apologise. No, he doesn't. So we find <laughs> out from Jenny exactly what happened when she got um, uh, taken away by Blackjack Randall and he obviously tries to... Rape, rape her. her but she gets the better off him which isn't it's a difficult thing to do but she she gets the better off him and she realizes if she just laughs at him that he just gets annoyed he gets out i mean I, i'm not gonna lie to you when it when it popped out i thought because you moaned that you didn't see you only saw his nipple before what Black in Jack first Randall's? episode well when he was uh, frank but anyway yeah you get to see his dick is it really his dick it looks very limp well, look, that's, I mean, that's you can't point. have an erect penis on, on the TV, that is television, true. so that it has true. to be flaccid. 
Thank God. <laughs> to be honest. So anyway, he's I, trying to get it up. I was shocked at the flaccid one. I was like, I mean, just sort of limply sort of trying managing to get it, up. it. Also, I did think, kudos to the actor, because, I mean, maybe, I don't know how often men get erections, but... Do you, is it, you know, I imagine that sometimes you're thinking, please don't get an erection, please don't get an erection. And just the thought of not getting an erection makes you get one. It's a little bit like when you don't want your hands to sweat. You know, when you're about to shake someone's sure hand and you go, please don't have a hand sweat. And you know, you're going to have to shake this person's hand. You go, please, God, please. And then by the time your hand reaches their hand, it's just covered in a film of clamminess. Am I right? I don't, have, I don't have sweaty hands. Maureen's looking at me as if... <laughs> What I've said is madness, but I think there are going to be people listening to this to go. I At least four of the you. There's going to be some. There's going to be some, some latent Catholics who, as a child, when you had to do peace be with you in the I middle know. of the I'm service. I'm Presbyterian. We don't have that. Yeah, in Church you, of Scotland. You don't have to touch each other. That's, that's that is the right way about it. Frankly, we don't do that in the Presbyterian Church. Any, anyway, but, um, so we get to see his flaccid penis. Well anyway, done, she us. laughs at him. He gets really annoyed. He he slaps her. Knocks her out, and so she doesn't end up having sex with uh, Blackjack. Or being raped. Or being raped, yes. yes. So, um, and then Jamie hasn't really apologised. Claire goes, you haven't really apologised. And they kind of, and Jamie takes her aside and goes, look, don't. Stop don't contradicting me. me. Don't contradict me in public. Because in this episode, Jamie gets a bit of up himself because he's now the laird. So he, he's kind of, he kind of goes to his head a bit. And, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, let him have a bit of fun. Yeah, I know. He's, he's had a terrible time of it. He has had a terrible time. Worse you know, is to come. I mean, and yeah, when you know what's coming, you think, come on, lad, have fun. Get out there. Get absolutely mashed. But then what happens now is that Jamie, it's Jamie's turn to open up to Claire and he talks about uh, the last time he saw his dad, which was at uh, Fort William. Fort William when he was being flogged. And then also what happens is that we find out eventually that... Uh, Blackjack offered not to flog him a second time if he agreed to have sex with him. And Jamie refused because he didn't want to give up, uh, want to give in to the man. Yeah. So we now realise uh, Blackjack's ulterior motives. So, uh, so, so that's the choice he's got, being buggered by his mortal enemy or being flog flogged by him. So Jamie being Scottish and pig-headed goes, oh, I'll take the flogging. He takes the flogging and... Um, so Dougal's in the... So basically Dougal and his dad are both in the... I nearly said audience. That's the wrong word. In the, in the, in the, <coughs> the public. Me, in the crowd. Yes. Watching this horrific flogging. And Jamie loses consciousness. Does he? Yeah, he does. Thank God for him. Yeah, and his dad... And that's when his dad... Thinks he's dead. Thinks he's dead and has a stroke. And he never sees him... And dies. ...taken away or... or so... He hasn't seen his grave. And there's clearly... Um, so, so yeah, so they open up and they, and they go off for dinner. And there's clearly friction between Jenny and Claire because I think Jenny feels like... Who the hell is this Sassanac? ...coming in, taking over my place. And and then there's... and um, The tenants come. The tenants pay come. quarterly whatever. Rent. Rent. And Jamie's playing the uh, generous lair. So he, he basically <coughs> lets them off the rent, which obviously isn't very practical. Because they actually don't have a lot of money. And so his sister's like, what the hell are you doing? And then Claire intervenes with uh, young boys being... A, a boy is bit. He 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 nicks a, by he, he nicks a biscuit or a cake or something. A bannock. He nicks a bannock. That's it. It's a lot of bannocks in in Outlander. And he nicks one. The father starts uh, scale, uh, oh, hitting him. Really, really belting him one. And Claire, of course, steps in and takes him away. And we see that he's been very badly beaten. So Claire sees that this boy is covered in bruises and decides that she's going to take him away from his dad. And then later on, Jamie gets completely drunk and beats up the father to show him that. Obviously, beating people isn't the right thing to do. And the best way to teach people not to beat someone <laughs> is to beat the living daylights out of them. <laughs> but it's, that's quite a funny scene when Jamie comes. He's completely drunk. Um, 
you know, slutters around, and uh, but Claire kind of tells him off, but she's kind of smiling as well. She loves him. Oh, she loves him. Good. Anyway, so uh, he has a hangover the next day. Not surprisingly. And so his sister gives him a hard time, berates him for not collecting the rents and saddling the family with that little boy because uh, Jamie didn't consult with her first and that's now another mouth to feed and he hasn't got the rent so how are they going to do that? And, blah, 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 blah. and then to make matters worse, the bannocks, I told you bannocks are very important in Outlanda, the bannocks are rubbish because the mill isn't working so of course Jamie being Jamie, despite a hangover, decides to go down there and sort it out. So Jamie goes to fix the mill problem. Da, 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 da. He, he can't just fix it. He's got to get in there. He's got to get in the water. Which, which yeah, is we do get to see quite nice. Yeah, well, like, that's why nice that's what the fanfare's for. Morning. Oh yeah, we get to I see bum. I don't just get a fanfare for no reason. <laughs> he takes off his kilt. He gets down to just that that like, shirt shirt thing. Luckily, there's a lot of wind there. So um, in, into the water, and then Jenny arrives rather miffed. Uh, and the the red English coast, are coming. The English are coming. So they hide over his kilt. Uh, he notices them, luckily. So he he's very good at holding his breath. He goes underwater. And the English, these are nice English officers. They he's, offer to help. They're going to fix the, the mill. mill. I mean, the first time we meet some English officers that are complete nice. doofs. And, and they nice. arrive at completely the wrong time. So they said, don't worry. Listen, I've had a bit of uh, experience with mills, as you do. And he goes... I'll go down and check. But just as he's going in to check, somehow or other, Jamie fixes the mill... Take, underwater. Puts his shirt on to make out that was what was uh, stopping it. I mean. And the English go away. And then Jamie jumps up. You get a quite a full view of Jamie, I have to say. Realises his sister's there, so he turns around, obviously. Sister notices his back. She's never seen his back before. She doesn't. She does, she, never, she has no idea how badly he was beaten by Randall. And not surprisingly, zooms off. Um, obviously very upset at having seen what's happened. And we get to see his bottom. Yeah, and quite a lot of his... And quite a front, lot of front his body front, as well. front body, protected only by his hands. <laughs> He's got very big hands. He's got incredibly large hands, Sam <laughs> Hewitt. I want to make that quite clear. We don't want to infer in any way that his penis massive is Massive hands. Small. And massive, massive, massive hands. hands. Mind you, the water is cold. So anyway, um, Claire, <laughs> I'm guessing, it's, it's Scotland, it'd be cold. So, uh, and then that night, Claire's had enough, because Jamie's getting very big, you know, he's just being a bit of a pain. Claire... Uh, Pulls him out of bed. I mean, she's a strong woman. Pulls him out of bed and basically gives him a right bollocking and tells him, if you're not careful, you're going to lose all your family. Yes. The way you're behaving. Uh, and then Claire happens... She's very matronly like that, isn't she? She's like, that is a very nurse matron, the way she talks to him. She's like, no, don't interrupt. You talk, you know, you haven't finished yet. And she just gives him a right... She's a bossy one, that Claire. Yeah, she's bossy for... likes it. But he, he loves it. it, you know. He's, he's one of those fellows that likes to be like, you know, told off every now and again. And that's when uh, she goes for a wander in the castle after that, doesn't she? She bumps into her, to Ian. Oh, that's actually before. Who tells her, you know, you've got to... You've got to just oh, that's them. why she gives them a kicking, because he He's tells her yeah. to give them a kicking. That's yeah. right. And then the next morning, uh, they're both <coughs> at the grave of the father. They're both, Jenny, Jenny and, and Jamie. Jamie. And Jamie apologises. And he has the rent. You think, where did you pick up... Where did you get all the rent money? And there's a few bits and bobs in here where you go, it's just continuity, guys, continuity. Well, I suppose they've got a shortened story that, you know, they've only got an hour. And then Jenny says that she f did blame him for their father's death, but she <coughs> realises... Um, she was wrong to blame him. She was him. wrong. And it was her fault. And Jamie goes, oh, don't be silly. No, the only person to blame, which is true, it's is Jack Randall. Randall. And, uh, but he goes, you know, I do feel, and this is quite sweet, he goes, I feel bad that you you would have risked your honour to save my life. And she goes, well, if my own, if my honour is worth your life, why isn't your life worth my honour? Something like that. It's all very nice when they kind of... Yeah. 
they make up and she is now actually really delighted that her brother's there. Whereas before, I think she probably was like, oh, not this guy. Anyway. And then Jamie and Claire, this is a very romantic scene. Oh. And he says, you know, I love you more every day or whatever. And for the first time ever, because Claire feels like she says, I feel at home now. I belong here. He admits he loved her from the very beginning when she cried in his arms all that time ago in episode one. And for the first time ever, Claire admits that she loves him. Oh, my God. Somebody passed me a hanky. <laughs> Not least because oh, it's blinking cold. Anyway, so they, they're very sort of love struck and all of that biz boz. It's all very romantic. And then she in, wakes up with a nice smile. I mean, I can't even tell you. The smile on Maureen's face. <laughs> it's like it's happening to her. Uh, like vicariously, you have like thrust yourself into Claire's shoes just mm, at that moment. I wish. Um, so anyway, uh, it's the morning. And I mean, typically, there's never a, there's never a minute where any... any peace should occur in this flipping show she leans over the banister and lo and behold douglas henshaw has got a gun to jamie's head and going i'm gonna <coughs> blow, i'm gonna blow your brains out sorry about that if cough. you don't um knuckle, yeah knuckle under and that's how it is with jamie with a pistol to his head yes yeah, so we leave jamie at gunpoint at the end of episode 12 listen, right. listen to this paper shuffling that's notes <laughs> Absolutely never done it with notes. No, I know. I don't know what we were doing before. Get it up as we went along. Do you remember we were just looking at each other blankly? Of course, it's a podcast. You can't see. But often I would be looking at uh, Maureen with a look of panic on my face. Going, okay. So what do you what think, Maureen? If you if you thought well, the last couple of podcasts there was a lot more discussion about the narrative and other episodes because we had no idea what we were doing. I actually think having notes has made this a duller podcast. Because now we're just reading off what happens in the bloody episode. We should get back to not knowing what's happening and just guessing. You could literally we yeah, just, but then we did used to, you could we just used go to on Google and read we what we read. We did used to talk about things from the wrong episode. I know we'd say, and in episode nine, oh, was it episode eight? <laughs> no, it was episode eleven. <laughs> so we go ahead of ourselves and tell you stuff that hadn't happened yet. But anyway, but it no, let's, pretend, let's pretend that we're not looking at notes. You've watched but, it. But um, this one's called the Watch. This one is called a watch because it starts with... A watch. No, but... It does. The watch. But apparently, I think this kind of storyline is made up. It's not actually in the book. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not going to read the book, so it doesn't matter. Okay, in fact, it's quite... So, basically, Douglas Central is a very... He's brilliant. <coughs> he's absolutely brilliant. He plays Taron McQuarrie, and he's part of the watch. which was a kind of, like, protection racket that was going around uh, in Scotland. And he's threatening Jamie. Jamie, of course, is kind of giving as good as a get, going, if that... That gun doesn't work. I'm going to ram it down your throat. So Jamie's not being his, you know, not being particularly placid. And then he... Uh, Jenny wanders in and goes, what are you oh, doing? doing? That's my cousin, That's Jamie McTavish. Jamie McTavish, my cousin. Not goes, Jamie Fraser, my brother. <laughs> no, he can't because he know, he might know that Jamie Fraser's well, got... Jamie, uh, speak a different bloody name than your actual brother's No, name. but then it's easier, isn't it? Because then you'll call him Jamie. You won't call him the wrong name. Oh, actually, she's clever. Well done, Jenny. So there you go. Ten points to Jenny. Zero points to the other Jen. Right. And then it turns out uh, Jamie's fuming. Not, he's not very good at hiding his feelings, a bit like my good self. That's why he's got red hair. He's got my eyes. Is that a sign? Yeah, hot-headed redheads. Is that not oh, a thing? Okay. I mean, I'm sure it's not true, but I mean, that's the... Okay, let's stick to cliches. Um, <laughs> he's... Let, let's stick to cliches. Yes, Maureen. I don't know if you've watched Outlander. That is exactly what we're doing. We're sticking hey, to cliches. The last two episodes kind of breaks it on the head. But anyway... Jamie's fuming, and he's even more fuming when he finds out that uh, Ian's been very nice to Tara McQuarrie and that they've been paying them to, for the last two years protection money to keep the Redcoats and other clans at bay. He's not, he is livid. And Jenny just says, for God's sake, just keep quiet, just carry on with it and they'll be on their way. And I have to say, Henshaw's acting in this 
Fantastic. Anyway. He's a very good actor, Douglas Henshaw. Yeah, he is. Um, over dinner, Jamie, Ian and Douglas Henshaw, because I can't remember his character's name, so I'll just call him Doug. Um, Taron. They sort of bond about having fought in the war Can in I, France. Yeah, and the acting here I think is particularly great. The way he goes, Taron is very suspicious, goes, but you've never mentioned him. It's just the way he phrases yeah, everything. Yeah, all that is time, brilliant. because they bond on the, on the stories about being in the war. And he's like, how is it that all this time you've never mentioned this guy if he's so close? And, J- and Ian goes, I ha- I'm sure I have. And Taron's like, I'm sure uh, you she haven't. haven't. And so, you know, he's obviously, his bells are ringing that this is, that Jamie isn't who he's met. But also, Jamie's doing a very hard job of pretending not to be bothered that the, the, everybody around in the watch are rude and being disrespectful. And Taron is obviously <coughs> noticing <coughs> this. And I think Taron, in a way, is kind of what Jamie could have become if he hadn't met Claire. Do you know what I mean? That kind of, if he'd carried on his road of being a bit of a vagabond and an outlaw, that could have been Yeah, possibly. Jamie's... And, and later on, he, he gets offered a, a quite an exciting offer, which he's like, if I didn't have Claire, Claire I probably would go with We'll do it, yeah. So that's quite Because he's got no love for the English, and so why not? Mm. Um, anyway, that doesn't happen. So um, Jenny is very good at lightening, these, lightening the moods in these very tense yeah. kind of discussions. I can't remember how she does it, but she does sort of dissipate the tension. Yeah, yeah, she does. And she kind of sends them off off on the way because she can tell that I mean she must you can tell that Jamie's just sitting there fuming uh and then uh I don't know if I'm jumping it but uh Jenny goes into labor oh no there's a hay thing isn't there somebody sets a bale of hay on fire one of the watch and I'm not gonna lie to you I zoned out at this bit so I don't remember why and I just remember there was a bale of hay set alight and Jamie goes mad and he obviously takes on about four or five of the watch beats them all up because that's Jamie and he's got a pistol to one of the heads when Tara McQuarrie comes in very macho and basically goes, stand down. And then he offered, that's when he offers Jamie the Yeah, because he's job. like, cool, you fight well. You're a warrior. Which he is, to be fair. Yeah. And then uh, Jenny goes into labour. Yes, but the baby's breached. Claire says, don't worry, I'll move the baby. Claire doesn't, look, she, Claire doesn't look desperately confident, I have to say. <laughs> I don't think she does. And also, uh, it turns out the midwife isn't there. So, lo and behold, uh, Claire's got to give the baby... She's got to try and turn the baby and then help... Help Jenny give birth to the baby, having never. I don't think she's done it before. Has no, she? she hasn't. But she seems to kind of know how to turn a baby, like a midwife. Well, I suppose. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I mean, the baby can, doesn't. She turn can turn her hand to anything. Boom! There you go. <laughs> can have that one. Meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Horrocks. Horrocks turns up. That's oh, right. oh, that guy. He's a good actor. I think he's very good as well. He's the Irishman that deserted the English. Yes, and he know he knows who Jamie really is, and that he's got a price on his head. But he pretends that he doesn't know Jamie. So this guy. This guy's a dick, right? Yeah. I was so glad when he got skewered. Yeah. He's very... The guy who plays him is very good. But he blackmails Jamie, surprise, surprise, and says, look, I want money, and then I'll disappear. But obviously, he's not going to disappear, is he? We just... You know that. Oh, yeah. So, uh... So, Jamie, of course, is really upset because... Oh, yeah, he tells Ian, and Ian goes, look, we've got money squirreled away. <coughs> Excuse me. You can have this money. Jamie's like, no, 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 I don't... He goes, take the money. And then he apologises to Claire. He goes, look, I'm really sorry, Claire. This money was for our family. I wanted to fill this house with our children. Oh, God. And Claire's like... Bad timing. Um, has to point out that actually she doesn't think she can have children. And Jamie, of course... This is a real body mean, blow for Jamie. Is... But Jamie, of course, being Jamie, goes, oh, you know what? Oh, I don't think it was hey, a really good idea. It could have, you know, all the danger it could have been in. Because his mother was died in childbirth. I don't really want... It kind of makes it he doesn't really bothered. And then she goes, but obviously... He's devastated. He's devastated. He's so devastated that he never lets on to Claire how devastated he is because he is a man that doesn't exist and never projects his own frustrations onto his partner. I mean, that's not 
even a man thing. It's just a human thing. I mean, God, the second I have a single frustration, I let my partner know about it, as she not should just, know. Not just her partner. Maureen is well. <laughs> I mean, so I watched this and I was like, do you know what? I would certainly turn, I, w- I would go with a bloke just to have someone as patient as that. It'd be incredible. Anyway. Uh, Jamie then goes, I mean, if he's, he's having a bad day, Jamie goes off to meet Horrocks, gives him the money. Horrocks surprisingly wants more money. At which point, Jamie's about to kill him, but Ian He gets doesn't in. need to, cos... Ian gets in the... F- you would have thought he heard Ian coming, surely. He's well, got one I mean, leg. He's, he's got, got a wooden leg. One leg, for God's sake. <laughs> but anyway... It's a bit hard to sneak up on a bloke with one leg, isn't it? I mean, Ian like, does it. Ian does it. Ian manages it as he hops his way <laughs> through the crackling brush. He manages to skewer this guy without him realising he's there. Very good point, Maureen. Anyway, that's just one of the many things that don't make sense in this show. Um, so, uh, um, we're back to, and then we go, goes back to the childbirth. So the men are fighting, women are giving birth. I don't know what it says Jenny. about men and women. Jane's having like, a hell of a time. Jane's having a hell of a time. She's given birth to a baby breach. Her own mother died in childbirth. So she's beginning to think that she's going to die. And she's, they find, Claire finds this little wooden snake called Sawney, which, which her, the dead brother of Jenny and uh, Jamie made for Jamie. And Claire, and yeah, the sister's going. Just give it to him. She goes, no, no, you give it to him because uh, you get the feeling that Jenny thinks she's going to she's going to die in childbirth as well. And childbirth was, I think, that was the most the biggest killer of women, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I days? mean, it, well, I mean, this is the closest a woman comes to death. So anyone who's pregnant, I do apologise for that. Um, um, Taryn then tries to make up with, uh, with Jamie and offers the money for the hay. He's he's, uh, he's kind of on the ball. Oh yeah, and, and Taryn suspects that uh, Jamie and and Horrocks know each other. He's, he's well, it doesn't he, uh, Well, hang on. He says the next day, where the hell Horrocks? Where the Horrocks? Where the hell's Horrocks? And, uh, ki- and then just goes, you killed him, didn't you? He goes, yeah. How did you kill him? He goes, why did you kill him? Because he, he obviously concludes that he knows. And then Jamie goes, yeah, I did kill him. And uh, that's actually a very good scene. I think Jamie's very good in that one. Uh, I do. Of course he is. I <laughs> killed him. with his Because he's always got... I tell you when he, in these scenes he's got a very a set jaw. He's got a very set jaw. So when he, when he has a set jaw, you look at him and you go... Ooh, haven't you got a lovely jawline? <laughs> oh, I, I perhaps I don't do it consciously, but I probably do it... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. He does that thing where he sets his jaw and you look at him and go, oh, he's very... Intense. Yeah, he was very manly in that scene. He goes, yeah, I did kill him. And uh, Horace goes and uh, Taron goes, good. Never like the Irish bastard. Uh, we didn't say bastard, but uh, that's the meaning. And uh, and then he kind of blackmails... This is what I don't get. He blackmails Jamie to say, if you don't come with me, because they're going to do this raid... Uh, you've got to make. You've got to have to dig seven graves, including your own. But I don't know who the seven are. I don't know. Let's I mean, move on. I, okay. I, I don't know that whole bit. I did think that. I, I thought, come on, you're not really trying very hard to get out of this because he does kind of acquiesce quite quickly. Well, yeah, but I think he probably wants to do it in a way. So him and him and Taryn go off, and they have a good old natter, and they do go on, on a very horse well. Back in the rain, looking yeah. at each other's rings. That's not a euphemism. Um, <laughs> each other's rings. Well, he shows him. Oh, it's a watch. It's isn't a watch. It? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> No, that is episode 15. Right? <laughs> Mary, Queen of Scots, watch. And then uh, they go to go to do this raid and Jamie realises that Horrocks has set them up and that it's a trap but and the red that, coats are but, waiting for them. But before that, it's quite important to point out that he says to, Jamie says to, um, uh, uh, Jamie says to Taryn um, uh, about being, uh, oh no, that's it. He says that, uh, oh God, I don't know what I'm talking about. Basically, he said, suggests something about how he's wanted by the, English. English and would you know there's a there's money if you oh Taryn goes I would never I would never send I would oh, never take you to prison thank you booth. thank you for for taking over because my brain shut down 
and uh, and then so they, there's a, there's a fight. We don't know what happens. There's a trap. Uh, meanwhile, Jenny has a daughter. Yes, and not waiting, a boy. Not a boy, as she thought. And they've been waiting for several days for the return of the of the men. Nothing. And then suddenly you hear a noise. You go, oh God, wait, it's Ian and Jamie. Ian's back, but no Jamie. And Jamie's been kidnapped. <coughs> well, not kidnapped, been taken prisoner by the Redcoats. Yeah. Oh God, it all gets horribly wrong by that. Um, Jenny assures Claire that um, uh, after waiting for three days that, that uh, Jamie is going to come back before that. And don't forget that she gives Claire some some uh, bangles. Oh, yeah, she gives some, some tusks, made from tusks. Some, some boar tusk bangles that were given to her mother by somebody that and had the hots for her. Yeah, it, it turns out that everybody seemed to have the hots for Literally Jamie's mother. Literally everyone had the hots for Jamie's mother. <laughs> I wonder if she ever thinks of me. She doesn't, mate. <laughs> So that's the end of that episode. Now, so, episode 14 is a search, which I think we'll go through very quickly because there's no Jamie in this episode. Absolutely no Jamie at all. Right, we're on to episode 14. There are, there's so many things about this episode that get on my nerves. All right, okay, which? The bloody singing in it. What's it? Oh, right. Oh, my God. That, all getting right. her dressed up in a... All right, we've got, to get, we've got to get there first. Right, so obviously Claire being Claire, she wants her husband back. She's determined to get him back, so she's going to go off, which, I mean, as soon as she doesn't know the land, she doesn't know how to track, I don't know how she's going to do it. Jenny, though, who's just had a baby, goes, well, I'll come with you. And they disappear off. Oh, do you know when she she, she, she kind of gets the milk, takes the milk out of her breast? Hang on a second. All right, okay. You're going too fast. There is one good bit. It's when they when like, Jenny says, I'm going to take you out because I can track and you don't know what the hell you're doing. And then we get these two women being all kind of like, quite sort of, you know, they take... They have lots of agency, don't they? They go yeah, yeah. out and they take the bull by the horns and they're, and they're empowered. And, yeah. They've got pistols in their skirts. I mean, it was very exciting. <laughs> That's the most exciting bit you've seen. the most exciting bit. It's just having those two with pistols in their skirts. <laughs> that says something about Jenny's, uh, Jen's taste. But anyway, but what was, you'll find this interesting. Well, I don't know if you will, but they, you know, she kind of expresses her breasts. She that was her really her breasts. No, that wasn't really her breasts. But. Uh, apparently they had the most trouble getting that, uh, the executives agreeing to that episode. Considering what all that happens, particularly in the next two episodes, that had been a real difficulty in getting a, getting that green lit. That What, a woman expressing milk yeah. into a... Apparently that... I mean, it was pretty good. And also... It, they did look really real, but they're not her real breasts, no. Well, whose breasts are they? It's prosthetics, prosthetics. Wow, those prosthetics were incredible. I mean, they made her... I want prosthetics like that. <laughs> I was watching that going, God, if, if, if having a child makes your tits up... Stand to attention but like isn't that. Isn't it weird that that you know, considering what happened in episode fifteen, sixteen, that that know, was something I mean, that got people really people get, s- people get so upset about I mean, like breastfeeding in general. Don't but women they? use their tits for what they're. Well, if you actually genuinely see a scene where a woman is using her breasts for the very reason <laughs> that they were there, which is to breastfeed your child, uh, that's that's the point when men go, oh no, well, that's really out of order. Draw the line under that, mate. <laughs> Fair enough, you get a man sucking on them and like. <laughs> On page them. three, the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah. expressing milk from them. That's oh, dis- disgusting! It's a blinking disgrace. <laughs> oh god! Devil's work. So anyway, um, it well, is the twenty first century, isn't it? <laughs> While she's expressing, because um, she's <coughs> a very good tracker, very good tracker, Jenny. Um, Claire, of course, has a plan. I mean, Claire always has a plan, and she's going to never a very good one. But she, also has, <laughs> she also has a plan, and she thinks you know if. if He's back with Randall. I'm going to have a word with Lord Thomas because Lord Thomas, who's his boss, his superior, fancies me. And Jenny's like, oh, all right then. So anyway, they, they find the soldiers. They can see Taryn. They can't see Jamie. And uh, fortunately, a messenger comes. And she just drops 
uh, they just stop the messenger by f falling in front of his horse and uh, they torture him. Jenny tortures him for information. Yeah, by putting hot, uh, a hot poker on his on the on the soles of his feet which would have been agony yeah and then claire on the other hand is completely unhappy about this and wants to put a balm on his feet and jenny's like oh, you do know we're gonna have to kill him she goes i don't know that i don't know that <coughs> and uh, they find out because he's a messenger he's got they find out that jamie's escaped and nobody the, the soldiers who are there at the moment aren't looking for him and uh, they've sent a messenger to fort william to look for him so if they take the message nobody be looking for jamie and then they're deciding about whether to kill the messenger or not when murder fortunately appears and he kills them because English soldier for them, so that's yes. lucky. And he's like, yeah, well done, ladies. Now, get the tea on the go. So Jenny goes back and Myrta and Claire go off in search of Jamie. So they're trying to send a message, aren't they, to yes. Jamie to let them know that they're, they're looking for him. And they're doing this by uh, oh, this Claire, Claire telling fortunes, <coughs> Myrta dancing, it doesn't really work, and so... Myrtle has the idea of, this is her obviously the favourite bit of the episode for for um, Jen Claire singing a song yeah but that particular song from the 1940s yeah adding some really ridiculous lyrics to it yeah Scottish lyrics to it some weird Scottish bawdy lyrics to it so which load of gypsies then take on as their own song so now which is even more confusing because then Jamie won't know which Sassana to go to because there's two of them so Claire pays off the gypsies. Mercer's not happy. He goes, oh, the gypsies, they're still going to carry on singing. Claire which goes, they no, do. No. Which they do. Claire goes, no, I've got to believe them. And they're still going around singing and nothing's happening. And Murta's getting more exasperated. And they have this... Oh, uh, not as exasperated as I am at having to watch it. <laughs> God, it was absolutely painful. And then you do feel they're padding out this episode. This episode need never have happened. Yeah. It's this episode could have done with it, could have happened in like, uh, a bit of exposition. Do you remember we had to sing that song to find out where he was? Done. Um, so basically, that, the only thing is you do get to see a lot of Murta. Murta's very good. I, I like Murta. He reminds me of my dad. Um, but my dad's... Actually, Murta's a bit more upbeat than my father. But... Um... Jesus. <laughs> well, you've never met him, have you? No. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to being invited to the <laughs> Scottish working... London Scottish Regiment. London Scottish Regiment yeah. Club. If you're lucky, I'll buy you West a Coke. London. But anyway... Um... And then, but Myrtle, we find out that Myrtle was the man who gave Jamie's mother those bracelets. Myrtle was in love with Jamie's mum, which made me think, how the how old is Myrtle? I thought he was only about 10 years older than Jamie. No, but he must can't be, he must be older. And that Jamie, he sees Jamie as, as his, his son. son. He got really upset, didn't he? Yeah. He had a little cry. I mean, the only the only saving grace of this episode is supposed to be seeing more of Myrtle, so that's, uh, he's great. I, I like uh, Duncan Lacroix's Myrtle, I think he's very, he's English. Well, he's got an English accent. I, I was convinced he was Scottish. But anyway, there you go. Um, oh, well, he's dead to me. <laughs> he's not really. I don't know why I said that. But anyway, the gypsies turn back, come back in and they say, look, we've got a message. We've got a message. It was meant for you, but here's the message. You've got to go to Glen Rowan, Rowan Cross. And uh, Claire's very excited. Mercy's very excited. They go to Glen Rowan Cross. And then there's a great uh, scene where you, all you see is Dougal's bloody face. Turn round. Ah, oh, the disappointment at seeing Dougal's mustachioed face. And of course, what's the first thing he says to her? Oh, Jamie's about to get hanged and uh, so... Let's get married. married. Let's get married. <laughs> Jamie would want it. I mean, he's going to die anyway. So why don't you and I get married and that way we can save... Um, Lallybrock. Lallybrock. Claire, weirdly, doesn't really accept that logic. She's like, are you nuts? Are you absolutely out of your bonkers mind? I'm not marrying you. We're going to go and save Jamie, you flipping nut job. 
Yeah, I mean, his timing, his timing's a bit shit. And then he goes, look. Oh, two, you know, yeah, and also, how not long grieving for Gellis, is he? <laughs> no. And then he's like, look, you know, which is true. If you're a widow, you're an English widow, you've got nobody to protect you, you know, Randall's going to come for you. You, you know, Jeremy <coughs> would rather you'd marry me than Randall, which actually is probably true. And Claire makes uh, an agreement and goes, look, if you help me, try and get Jamie out. Um, I agree to marry you. If Jamie is dead or we don't save him, I'll marry you. Ugh, gross. I know what horrendous thought. I mean, she'd just go back. I'd just stones, go back to Craig Madoon and get back in, you know. But she says, I won't give up. I won't give up on Jamie. So she tries to get the men to come on board. They don't really want to do it. Uh, which is a bit, a bit unfair, considering Jamie would obviously have gone to try and save them. Willie's up, Willie's up for it. Then Angus and Rupert decide to join in. And then you see them arrive at the prison and then you see why they weren't that keen to do it because it looks... Yeah, but they but isn't there a scene... Um, there not there a scene with them saying, like, they don't seem that keen to do it, but then they... Agree. Uh, well, no, but they agree, but also, while aren't they talking to uh, uh, the jailers and getting money off them? That's the next episode. You're welcome. Do you know what it's like? It's one episode melts into another. Anyway, so that was the episode 14. So we're at the end of episodes 14. Oh, God. I don't want to do the next two episodes. No, I persuade Jen to watch episode 16 after 15. I mean, after you... 15. And then Maureen went, oh, you haven't watched 16 yet. I was like, oh, God. 15 was torturous to watch. Yeah. I actually watched it through my fingers. Yeah, I mean, that's that's when I watched through, when I first watched it, I watched, I actually it, watched in it, the, it in the hall. through my hooded top like that, pulled my hooded top over my head like that. It is horrible. Oh, yeah. it's awful. I found it really distressing. To be fair, I was watching it back again on the train I coming mean, down. The fact, Maureen, that you've watched that episode more than once. You must really you know like what? this show. No, no, no. You know what? It's not as horrific after you've watched it a couple of times because you know what's happening. But the first time it was horrendous. Oh, but just... anyway, I think we should leave that for an, for the next one. Yeah, which we'll obviously be doing in a couple in of weeks' time. Two... Yeah, <laughs> in about two minutes. But Maureen, I'm oh, sorry. Stop breaking the mystery. <laughs> I don't know. If there's any mystery in anything that we do. Anyway, look. So, what do you think about these episodes? Um, I enjoyed episodes twelve and thirteen. I think twelve was a bit slow. Actually, that was a bit slow. Thirteen, I quite enjoyed. Fourteen was a drag. Um. 14, I really, I, 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 I stopped watching it for about two weeks and then carried on watching it again. Yeah, it, it, nothing much happened. As a drama thing, nothing really much happens. I mean, I, and I suppose they had to, I don't know why they, they made a whole episode of it. I suppose they couldn't really interfere it with episode 15, 16. There's I, always, in every, in every box set or every series that goes over like 10 episodes, there is there's a couple of episodes that you think that needn't have happened. And of course, for me, the first time I watched it, I remember thinking, because you think they're going to find Jamie. That's what the kind of you think is going to happen. So I was sitting there going, oh, that's 30 minutes and we haven't got Jamie in. So I kept thinking, you know, well, you know when's Jamie going to... So yeah. yeah, there was that thing. I knew that they weren't going to get Jamie because obviously I knew I was, had already been told by my friend Maureen what happens in episodes <laughs> 15 and 16. So that sense of suspense... <laughs> was missing uh, was missing somewhat <laughs> but um yeah um i did enjoy them i mean i'm i'm quite enjoying the series i'm looking forward to series 2 and uh yeah i don't know what else to say about Just say, this um douglas henshaw was great douglas henshaw absolutely marvelous what a shame he doesn't stick around yeah exactly i think they they missed a missed a trick there because he uh they could have made a, a breakaway series with him so i would have watched that adventures of tara mcquarry are you joking? I mean, he's not even—he's not even in the book. I know it doesn't matter, though, does it? 
Right. Well, I mean, they're not going to do it just because you know. Obviously, the twelve people are going to. No, but I just think these are. It was a great character. So yeah. Well, that's the end. Actually, I, I mean, we finished about four and a half minutes ago. <laughs> but as is our way, we're unable to end anything. We're like those people on the phone. You know how you have to end a podcast, uh, Maureen? It's how you end a telephone okay. call. Okay, bye then. Bye. That's it, isn't it? It's much better, isn't it? <laughs>